hiking and camping and like doing like uh the sightseeing shit uh, or the wildlife my, or whatever yeah, my dad's more of a, a sportsman or whatever mm -hmm. mm -hmm. i mean it equals out the same it's still like a meeting ground look at that floaty joe look at that wraith up there dude he's so uh, protect me <laughs> be Where my samurai he's to the left see him oh. up there this oh shit my body let me get it let me get it let me get it no oh, i grabbed the boat instead Oh no, he's floating away. The fuck? Where's he going? You might have to come save me. I'm backing up. We're trying to. <laughs> uh, might I'm as stuck well on our. That's all good. Every time. Oh, and I'm just. Oh, oh. Oh, oh. it blew up. Oh, oh, and there's leeches. And uh, this is what? What hell have you brought us to? This is. There's a dragger in here too. And he's smacking the shit out of me. I'm, I'm poisoned. I keep getting pushed back into the leeches. What the fuck is this? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just trying to get up. Oh! I'm dead. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dick's Talk Flicks. My name is Billy, and this week we'll be going over why mixing marijuana with your average tick is probably a bad idea. <laughs> Our film, none other than 1993's Ticks, and starring yet again Seth Green and various other actors that are awesome. Joining me on the other side of the mic is the only dude to still quote stickdeath.com videos with me. <laughs> Greg, how you doing, man? <laughs> he's got my food <laughs> yeah hell yeah that's the one that always pops in my head dude every time hell yeah as i mentioned before we'll be going over yet another 1993 banger ticks greg have you ever seen ticks i've never seen this movie but it uh <laughs> it falls in line with a lot of a lot of movies that i feel like are coming out in the 90s just the 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 mini monsters like the practical effects kind of gremlins-esque kind of thing exactly dude that's what i was gonna say it's one of those random 90s horror flicks that just kind of like stunt you stumble upon it like the movie you know mm -hmm. rental place or whatever and it's another thing creature features were huge dude you had critters hobgoblins fucking everything in the 90s i loved it that was those are my favorite no matter how bad they are i'm a sucker for the creature features dude <laughs> i, I love that shit they're pretty good on that note dude it's the reason why I picked this, it's just one of those nostalgic movies from my childhood. My dad actually had it recorded off HBO or something like that. Like, you know how, like, our parents would have a ton of VHS videos yeah, of just random yeah. movies and shit. Mm -hmm. uh, I loved it. And I especially love those the VHS days because you'd get the commercials in with your movies. And so you'd, like, yeah. fast forward. But you also had, like, a time capsule of the time, like, commercial-wise. Exactly. I love that shit so much, dude. Like, I actually follow stuff on Twitch that just plays, like, 90s commercials or 90s sitcoms and shit. It's and awesome. Yeah, that's, like, a that's a fun pastime is just finding those those big montage videos on YouTube or wherever you can find it. Where it's just, just clips from old commercials and stuff like that. Yeah, dude. Like, I feel like eventually some generation will never have that again. You know what I mean? Like, I guess we're already kind of there. But at the same time, we just get the same commercials replayed three times in a row on YouTube and shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, commercials are... They're not only a lot shorter now, but they're much less creative. It's uh, and I was talking with my friend about this uh, oh, maybe a week or so ago, just thinking about like why commercials are so boring or so weird now. And it's it's the marketing thing is just everyone wants to try and make the next meme. They want to try and make yep. the next like oh, people are gonna share this around on social media, and so it it comes off as really try hard and like they don't really understand what makes something funny or viral or anything like that. Exactly, dude. Well, that's the thing we've fucking talked about a million times where, like, the corporation just tries to recreate what they think is cool, but in reality, it's just, like, the smart, clever people that are making the fun shit. You just gotta, yeah. like, let shit happen, and then, you know, it'll work. But again, like, this is this is a movie that I watched all the time, and it made it kind of special that it was, like, a VHS, you know? Like, you kind of remembered it more that way. It's not like mm -hmm. we ever owned the actual... I never seen the box in my life, except other than the poster on the IMDb and stuff. But it was like, it's an easy movie to poke fun of, especially with like three idiots like my dad and my brother and I on like late weekend nights <laughs> or whatever, you know. Right. We also went camping like a ton. My dad was a huge camper. 
and ticks man there's literally nothing bug wise more that i hate than ticks dude and they come out in like the super hot summers man and those were like my own horror movie fucking being stuck camping with things like waking up with them in your sleeping bag and shit yeah exactly and coming home and taking a bath and finding them all over your foot all over your soul yeah, man, like, how how can it be fun when you're like, all right, the second we step inside the house, we got to remove all our clothes and throw them in the washing machine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? This is it's fucking, like, toxic fumes? <laughs> Definitely one of the scariest moments I had when I was a kid was, uh, for some reason, my, uh, my grade school took us out to a big field for whatever reason. And they had us, like, running through that fucking thing throughout, like, the tall grass and shit like that. And so I, when I came home, I had this this bump on the back of my neck. And I thought it was just, like, a mole that just showed up or something like that. But I kept playing with it, and it was, like, starting to flake off a bit the more I started to rub it down. And so over the period of, like, a couple of weeks, I eventually just, like, picked at it so much that it fell off. And it fell off on my bed, and it started crawling around, and I shrieked. I shrieked <laughs> like a little girl because I had no idea what the hell was going on. Wait, so you had that on your neck for days? Yeah. Nobody said anything about it? That's no. That's fucking crazy, yeah, dude. It was, it was really weird. I guess maybe you had longer hair or something. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, well, I don't know. But my, uh, I was at my grandma's, so she came in and like put it in a jar. And, like, yeah, we just watched why? it crawl around. I don't know. You just starved it to death. You let it. You watched it eat your juice until it was dead. And then, <laughs> yeah, I guess it's good payback. Yeah, I mean, I'm just glad I didn't. Uh, I didn't embed myself like underneath the skin or anything like that. Because that's one thing they say about ticks. Uh, we're gonna see this in the movie too. Is uh, if you don't burn them off their their head can still be stuck in your skin and the head is the way it's programmed instinctually is it just keeps burrowing until it dies and it can cause like infections and shit like that the craziest shit in the world dude my mm. dad actually growing up would do that he would burn them yep it was it was fucking the craziest thing and they actually kind of pop sometimes like they do in this movie yeah. not quite to the degree clearly uh-huh. <laughs> I've been waiting to watch this movie for a couple of weeks, but I kept holding it off for guests and stuff. And it got to the point that I was like, come on, I just need to watch a shitty horror movie. And uh, for whatever reason, I hold this movie like in some deep section of my heart. I don't know fucking why. Like like I've said, maybe just from those random weekend nights or whatever. God forbid I ever have a kid someday, I'd force that little bastard to watch this thing 8,000 times too. <laughs> you know <what> I, mean? <laughs> I mean, fuck, I own the goddamn thing on Amazon. That's awesome. Greg, did you have anything else to say or you just want to jump into it? Uh, I'll save it for the end, but uh, I'm excited to get into it. All right, hell yeah, man. Ticks credits right off the bat. It opens outside of a wooden shed on a windy night. It's all spooky already. Inside, we pan through various machines and chemical drums. Uh, it looks to be a marijuana farm. And of course, the machines are spilling like some green goo on the ground. It looks kind of mm. like the gremlin goo from their eggs and shit. Yeah. Which, of course, the goo drips on some random egg just chilling on the ground, like underneath the vents and everything. Mm. I don't know what ticks look like egg wise in real life, but I doubt they're like this. They don't look like gremlin eggs. <laughs> yeah. Cruising with pus and, and <laughs> just sitting floors. in the middle of the floor. Right. Well, now we cut to a different area. It's daytime. Hey, we get a young Seth Green dude. He's getting dropped off for some trip by his dad. 
and his dad's kind of a dick seth green's obviously like kind of upset and his dad's like you'll be fine you got to do this deal with your fears type of thing and leaves him just under some bridge in like this loud ass city Uh and a common theme in this movie uh seth green starts right here he starts having some kind of panic attack and he has flashbacks to when he was a little kid he's like hugging a tree at night crying for his dad apparently he like got lost in the woods or something and he's had like this childhood ptsd ever since he can't be alone yeah exactly he's a <laughs> he's <got> separation anxiety <laughs> and just like general uh, paranoia about being caught alone by himself we used to have a barney tape about a camping trip where the kid got lost so they told him to hug the trees like this i don't know why that <laughs> memory popped into my head but i remember that one video we owned i don't think i remember that now <laughs> <laughs> oh man but guess what man cool as fuck carlton dude from fresh prince of bel-air shows up <laughs> of all people. yeah i'm assuming this is like his attempt at the bad boy role when you get off of like a disney style show you know that they always try to be like the women will try to be like sluts or something in a horror movie and the dudes will try to be like bad boys and everything Mm-hmm. yeah he's acting like the most stereotypical 90s gangbanger <laughs> like using <laughs> all kinds of really outdated slang and stuff like that yeah and like half the time i can't tell if he's just like joking around with it because it's so badly used you know but i, I yeah. think that's just his character uh-huh. we're gonna play a game Holmes. here's the deal you sing a gimme you live you brick you don't See, they call me panic because I never do. How about you? You're not going to kill me. Maybe I won't. Or maybe I'll just have my dog rip your leg off. Shoot the ball, man. I ain't got all day. I'm a busy man. Well, he challenges in a, like, a game of horse or something like that. Also, while, like, threatening him with, like, his really cool dog. And he's like, I don't got all day. I'm a busy man, he says. So Seth sets up for shots, and he just starts draining them, dude. Like, he does this shit every day. Which Carlton starts getting pissed off, dude, and he starts getting tougher and tougher, you know? Right. Just as he's starting to, like, get real mad, because Seth keeps draining him, a van rolls up. Out walks the instructors of this camping trip and their hot daughter. I think it's her daughter. Well, it's uh, the guy she's going with. It's confusing. It's the guy's daughter, so she's like her stepmom. I was looking for her name in IMDb, and it, she doesn't share a last name with anybody, like the character-wise. So I was mm. like, I'm confused. Who cares? I'm just going to call her the daughter. Yeah. Sure enough, though, dude, Carlton's also going on this trip. Apparently he like knows the woman counselor already. Next character rolls up, it's a Hispanic rich cool dude and like his hot blonde babe and like a cool BMW, you know, he's obviously like the rich spoiled brat. Well, I don't think he's the rich one. I think he's also like from the streets or whatever, but his girlfriend oh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, his girlfriend is just a super rich babe because he says something like, oh, her, her dad just got like a, a shit ton of money on tax returns. And I said, hey, why don't you buy me a car too? Dude, I've never even noticed. I just assumed he was a douche just like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, he's super jacked, though, because uh, he, he wants to be, like, the, the ladies' man, like, the, the super studly hunk or whatever. Yeah, he just he's, like, shirtless the whole movie. He either just wears, like, a vest when he rolls up, I think, like a stone-cold mm-hmm. Steve Austin vest almost. Yeah. And, and then the, the typical short jean shorts. There's also, like, a mute Asian girl, typical as as fuck, you know, just, like, sitting in the van, like, not communicating with anybody at this moment. Back to the shed, we're introduced to one of the most iconic go-to horror actors back in the day, dude. It's Ron Howard's brother, Clint Howard. Oh, he's so good. He's a fucking ugly Quasimodo-looking dude, but he is (laughs) awesome. I swear in everything, man. He's one of the funniest guys ever. Yeah, he's so good. Well, he's making some, like, dirty-ass coffee or something. I don't know. It's like <laughs> fucking Hills Have Eyes coffee pot. And he notices one of the machines isn't working, so he starts kicking it, which, of course, like, makes more juice start flowing out. And oh. the camera work in this movie is actually really well done. As soon as he kicks the machine, we pan down through the floor. We're getting, like, floor shots as the, the juice is dripping down onto that egg still, which now it's, like, pulsating and shit. Now we get a wide scenic shots of some forest-covered mountainside. Our van is rolling down along. Just our luck, though. They get a flat tire, dude. The kids are all hanging out outside of the car while, like, the camp counselors are trying to fix it or whatever. And Carlton starts freaking out about his dog. He thinks he has measles bumps. Yeah. Seth Green's like, no, dude, you're an idiot. There's no such thing. 
it's probably a tick. And guess what? He fucking finds it. He immediately sets it on fire and it fucking explodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is where we learn that squishing is not the way to go because it could leave the head, so you gotta pop it with exactly. fire. Uh-huh. But uh, ticks don't normally explode like they're full of gasoline. So <laughs> I don't know why nobody reacted to that. If they if they are full of a little bit of blood, they will pop, but it doesn't, like I said, it's not, it's not dramatic like this, though. Uh-huh. Carton, though, he's still kind of a douche about it. He can never let this shit go. Shit, Brute's got measles bumps. I don't think dogs can get measles. Yeah, but who died and made you Dr. Welby? <laughs> Let me see it. Oh. There. It's a tick. Vampires of the insect world. Oh, that sucker's nasty. Got a match or something? Yeah, hold on. My grandfather told me this. They're too tough to squash. Damn. <laughs> Someone burning something over there? Sorry, Hall. A little man Todd over here was gonna smoke, but I told him he'd be rude. Stun his growth. Uh-huh. Sucker. After this scene, our van rolls down to a town the general store kind of thing. It's like of some tiny little, you know, pass-through town. Carlton says, I'm staying in the fucking van. It's way too white here for me, dude. <laughs> So him and Seth kind of hang back a little bit, and he starts digging through all the camper's bags, and he finds steroids in in the blonde babe's boyfriend's bag or whatever, and and some condoms and shit. He's acting real tough, dude. He even takes the steroids and everything. Seth asks if he's killed anybody, which he replies, oh, I've killed as many dudes as chicks I've slept with, (laughs) which Seth is like, yeah, okay. Well, he says, he says, uh, tell you what, I've killed as many people as you've slept with chicks. How about That's that? right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seth says, wow, is that many? <laughs> and Carlton, for the first time, is like, you know what? That guy's all right. Yeah, that's right, because Seth is starting slowly to get, like, confidence so he can, like, quirk back with everybody and shit. Exactly. But he's still a little bit of a bitch. You're right. Inside, a redneck local dude, he's, like, hitting on the sexy daughter now. He's ugly as shit, too. He's the typical, like, dirty mechanic-looking ones. He's so grimy looking. They gave him, I'm pretty sure they gave him false teeth that are all brown and stained. It's horrible. Yeah, definitely, dude. He's kind of like, it looks like he's like trained almost by this businessman with him who is also very creepy. He always pulls his glasses down and like sticks his tongue all out and everything. Uh, he kind of like stops the redneck dude from bothering them. But the redneck guy still follows the girl outside though when she gets in the van and he kisses their window and everything too. Yeah, yeah. His boss has like big Gary Busey vibes. He just oh, over- yeah. overacts and chooses the scene in every scene he's in. He wears like a big white suit, like a blazer suit and everything. <laughs> no one seems to notice the dude that kissed the window though. They just kind of drive off and they <laughs> leave him out in the street, all creepy with his whip. He's got a whip now somehow. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, it didn't make sense at any portion of the movie to be honest. Back to the shed, dude. Clinton, he's starting to get high. He's listening to talk radio. You know, he's bitching and bitching about everything on the radio, too. He's starting to set up a bear trap for whatever reason. (laughs) People, I'm assuming, are taking his crop, but the crop's all inside, so it doesn't make much sense. Talk news radio in the background, though, they're talking about how marijuana could be beneficial for the economy. And I remember, like, hearing this now as an adult, and I was like, dude, whoa, this is, like, 20 years ago, man, and they were talking about it in this shitty horror movie, you know? And and it was such, like, a controversial thing even today. It's, I mean, yeah, it's just one of those sad things where it's, like, we're still talking about this shit, and we still haven't really made that much progress. Because he's, like, one of his quips is, like, yeah, but we also still can't afford healthcare. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Like, I, I need to look further into this movie. Like, who wrote this? What genius wrote this stuff? Mm-hmm. The BBC World Service. It's now 1900 hours Greenwich time. Today, in our series on the world's hidden economy, we travel across the pond to sunny California. Former hippies, businessmen, and Vietnam veterans have created a high-yield, high-tech industry protected by a formidable terrain. But we don't get healthcare. Marijuana. Recently, rising demand and competition have led this clandestine enterprise to the latest techniques in scientific horticulture. Narcotics authorities have uncovered an intricate infrastructure of dams, irrigation, and chemical enhancements constructed to maximize an already freewheeling industry. But what the long term economic and environmental effects will yield, no one can say. Yeah, it'll yield about 9% in a jumbo CD. So as all this is happening, as Clint's setting this up, we get like a little first-person shot of something crawling around. 
it even like crawls up to Clint's gerbil, who's spinning and like running the machine. I think that like operates this whole fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but Clint hears him. He he gets killed, and he walks up, and the thing's fucking mangled. To be honest. And oh shit! Guess what? Huge fucking tick crawls across Clint's foot, dude. Mm-hmm. And so he's investigating over in the corner where it ran to, and he gets scared by something in the pipes and stumbles back into the bear trap. And he's laying, he's laying there screaming on the floor. And as he is, he's looking up, and a huge pulpous eggs start dropping all around him. Yeah, it's that, it's that shot that's in a lot of comedies for whatever. Like they put it in this movie for some reason, where it's it's shows the shot of it falling and then his face, and then the camera gets closer to his face to act like it's falling. It, it's very weird. It's awesome though. It builds the context, and it's like landing next to his head at this point. Uh-huh. But of course, as he's screaming, one of them falls and lands right into his mouth, dude. And right as that happens, we cut back to our camping crew. They're pulling up to like an Evil Dead esque cabin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Carlton clearly hates it. He, now he's complaining it's too quiet. Everyone's starting to pick out their bunk beds and stuff. And Seth realizes the closet in the back has webs all over it, and there's a big egg in it. Which I don't think ticks do webs, but like, who cares? It doesn't. Yeah. No, they. Uh, <laughs> I think they plant their eggs in hair and stuff like that, so that it it stays with the host. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Which he immediately after that, though, he grabs a clothes hanger and just stabs the shit out of it. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of ooze starts dropping out and stuff. And the other two dudes, they notice, they come up and they're unfazed as fuck. They're just like, hey man, this is your closet. Sorry. Yeah, it's the weirdest scene in the whole movie. Like, yeah. who's gonna look at that and be like, oh yeah, no, that's perfectly normal. Like, I get that they, the implication <laughs> is they've just been living in LA their whole lives, but like, nothing in nature does that. Right, exactly. It, well, I'd be freaked out just seeing a giant egg thing no matter where the fuck I was at. Right. Let alone if he stabbed it and green goo fell out. Yeah, don't mention it to anybody either. Like, hey, when's the last time this place has been cleaned up? Yeah, exactly. It already looked crepit as shit, but whatever. So now we get more first-person shots through the walls of all these campgrounds and stuff. And guess what, dude? We got more eggs. The campground counselor, dude, he starts narrating all of our characters, like introing as he's talking to a recording device, Twin Peaks style. He's giving us a rundown on all their personalities. He thinks they're too weird. They probably won't ever get along, but this is their camp whatever reason seth and the hot daughter they're out hiking now they're just like bitching and moaning well the girl is she's bitching moaning the whole time and they're missing eggs all over the place it's like every other tree just out of their shot or just out of where they're walking it has fucking eggs as she's bitching though she turns around and backs right up next to an egg it's pulsating and shit and but she doesn't realize it seth must sense something though because he's getting all fucking nervous and sweaty again he's starting to have one of his little panic attacks yeah, it's another weird thing about his character is he gets nervous when he's by himself, but he also has like a spider sense when things yeah. are going wrong. <laughs> it's like their excuse to bring up his his nerves again and how he overcomes them, you know. Mm-hmm. As she starts walking away from him, he notices the egg on her back, dude. He's freaking out and he grabs a stick to pry it off. These eggs are huge, dude. At this point, they're like, what, the size of like a softball, maybe larger? Yeah, a little bit bigger than that. Yeah, we're already there. He's trying to pull it off, dude, but the legs are, like, out of the egg and attached to her body now, so it's, like, hurting her and shit. In this moment, dude, we would laugh all the time fucking watching this, dude. He grabs the stick, <laughs> and it, like, drops and just, like, runs off holding the stick still. Uh-huh. I remember being a kid, I know it's not that funny as an adult, but being a kid, just losing my mind and shit. This tick, like, holding the stick, running off like a baseball bat kind of thing. Yeah, well, it's like, why would it even bother? There's a running theme, actually, if you've noticed later on as the movie goes on actually that these ticks will like hold things and run around and shit or something will be stuck in them or whatever they probably just wanted to do that as like a like a challenge or just as a a show of like look what we can do with our prosthetics i mean i I love that extra detail dude that's what separates the good ones from the bad ones you know it's true you must think i hate everything huh i know actually i uh you must like coming up here with your dad huh no i hate it I hate this place. I mean, everybody says coming out to nature is supposed to be a poetic, inspiring experience, right? What is so inspiring about bugs and insects and snakes and creatures of the night making all that racket? It's suffocating and it's vile and it's full of rot. Can we, can we go back now? What's wrong with you? Why are you sweating? Um, sometimes I get the feeling like Something really bad is gonna happen. Like what? I don't know. 
Wait! Don't move. Nice try. There's something on your back. I'm trying to get it off. So now Seth and the girl, they run back to camp, and everyone there, they're chill as hell, they're grilling, they're having a good-ass time, but mm. in walks Seth and them, freaking the fuck out, ruin everyone's vibe. Everyone's like, dude, like, yeah, there's bugs in nature, like, get over it. They just completely right. ignore it, like every movie. Yeah, I think Seth even breaks the fourth wall and is like, oh, yeah, typical, they don't listen to the kids. <laughs> yeah, of course. And now, out of nowhere, dude, the rednecks from town and the, the business dude with him, they just randomly show the fuck up. He nicely warns everybody to beware of dope growers. It's the cash crop, the marijuana. Uh (laughs) He basically is warning them, I think, to, like, don't go looking for it, dude, because that's our shit kind of thing. Yeah. Well, he he doesn't let them know that he's a a grower, but, yeah, I think that's his his intention is just to, to make sure that they don't stumble upon his farm. Honest to God, when I went back to watch this as an adult, I don't even remember it being about, like, a stoner movie. I don't remember it being about weed or anything at all. I just remember it being a horror movie or whatever. But watching it as an adult, I'm like, oh my God, like, the whole premise is fucking marijuana, dude. The entire thing, more or less. It's funny that, like, the radio, like, appreciates it, how it kind of is thought of now, but yet it's still being grown in, like, this rusty, bubbly, like machine shop warehouse with fucking clint howard of all people you know like the most grotesque motherfucker treating treating it like it's a fucking meth lab or something yeah exactly dude so then they just awkwardly leave just as awkward as they came in dude and this time they're like laughing for no reason too and the one dude even grabs like one of their burgers or something doesn't he Mm -hmm. fucking assholes man these dudes are weird Back to poor Clint, dude. He's still lying on the ground, but now he's got bulges under his skin crawling around and shit. He starts scrambling for something. He's freaking out, dude, because these things are moving all over his skin, which is another pretty good effect, man. It's cool. And, it reminded me of the uh, the mummy, which, I mean, that came out, I think, what, like several years after this? Oh, yeah, dude. Fuck, 10 or more. And those were CGI, I believe. This one, yeah. somehow they, yeah, prosthetics still. Crazy. No CGI whatsoever, this thing, dude. And the, the weapon of choice he gets is a gun for some fucking reason. And his immediate thought is just to start shooting his leg where the bulge is at. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, dumbest shit ever. Uh, uh. <laughs> well, this is your marijuana growers. This is what it does to you kids. Watch out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the gun sounds travel back to camp. And Carlton's like, hell yeah, it sounds like home, dude. Everyone else is like completely unfazed by the guns too. And they just decide to make a huge bonfire and shit instead. The counselors, they're they are banging, dude, and, and they have to stop mid-bang because they, they run out to stop the bonfire. They're pissed as fuck. They're, he even calls them stupid and shit. Yeah, they're like the most irresponsible camp counselors. I, I, I assume they probably did it as a subversion of, like, all the other teen horror movies or whatever. Well, yeah, and, and you have to have that absence of authority, you know, for the kids to go off on their little adventures anyway. Exactly. The daughter even remarked, she's like, what were you doing, just banging that lady? Yeah. So it's all out, and it's pretty obvious. Uh-huh. Hey, Romeo, what's the word? Super unleaded, fresh from the van, homeboy. Oh, Hit boy. it. Dude, much gas. Let there be light. Jeez. What the hell are they doing out there? Wait, Charles, I'll go. Woo! Burn, baby, burn. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah. 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 going on? Jesus Christ. Are you guys crazy? This area is a fire hazard. That's what the signs meant on the way up here. Are you trying to start a forest fire? Now, come on, guys. You can't be that stupid. What? What are you looking at me for, man? Don't call me stupid. Chill out, Chuck. Nobody ever taught us how to make a campfire. I mean, what do you want from us? Okay, all right. It's no big deal. Maybe I'll show you how to start a campfire tomorrow night. All right, right now I'm just a little busy inside. Busy? Busy what? Screwing Holly. Damn. Heard that. 
they they play the sad card though. They're like, we're poor kids. We don't know how to make fires. <laughs> <laughs> just dump an entire barrel of gasoline onto a pit and just light it up. Nonchalantly too. They were like, yeah, we're just gonna make a fire real quick, and they throw the whole <laughs> barrel. <laughs> Well, meanwhile, during all this, dude, Carlton's dog is off in the woods, just kind of hanging out, I guess. And mm. another first-person camera shot is ticks are crawling all around him and shit. We hear the noise like it gets him, but we don't get to see it. Meanwhile, Seth, he's all nervous again, dude. And as Carlton's trying to hype him up to be brave and stuff, he hears his dog scream like a friggin' banshee. Like, what kind of scream is that? Yeah, it sounded like a person. Like, it's yeah, yeah. <laughs> or like a demon that's trying to, like, impersonate a person or something. Right. It doesn't sound like a dog at all, but somehow Carlton knows that that's his dog's sounds. I guess if it did sound like that, you would fucking understand. So Green runs for help, and Carlton, he he goes up to the dog, and he witnesses this gnarly fucking scene. This is the one, I think about this scene a lot when an animal or something is dying in a movie, because they always have, like, a puppet animal, but this one mm. looks so good. I feel like this is the actual dog that they had just, like, lay there and breathe heavy or something, but it's, like, convulsing like a motherfucker, dude. It's crazy, dude. After that, man, we get a really sad shot of Carlton carrying the limp dog down the street. Yeah. It's it's like it's it's treated very seriously. It's super depressing. He's just crying about how his dog is like he's saying how he thought he was gonna get killed in a, a drive by shooting instead of the dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was always gonna be me, not the dog. Mm-hmm. But whatever, dude. And perfect timing, dude. Green and the male counselor, they come up and they meet him. Carlton's crying and everything, dude. He claims that the dog couldn't even recognize him when he was dying. He must have been in so much pain. He just doesn't understand. Back to the camps. Carlton's raging about the dog, man. He said he's done with his bonanza bullshit. <laughs> he, he bails in the middle of the night, just walks off into the woods. Morning comes. There's eggs fucking everywhere, dude. We get action shots around all the forest. There's every tree, the campsite, everything's got eggs all over it. A cop truck rolls up into camp. He gets shown the dog's body. I don't really know why they had to report it, but whatever. They even offer him breakfast. <laughs> he, like, politely turns it down after he sees it's this garbage slop that the Asian chick's late cooking. Yeah, it's just, like, meat patties and, and animal fat or something. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think it's, like, a brick of lard or something. Mm-hmm. Nothing's resolved. The cop just kind of leaves. And Seth reveals that Carlton walked off last night, and the counselors are pissed as shit. They're like, you waited till now, bro? Like, what the hell? Yeah. Well, he, he freaks out at them because he has anxiety about just most things. And he, he tries to tell them how he tried to stop them, but he just freaks out and goes and runs off. Yeah, he runs right back to his cabin and starts crying in the corner of the room. But it works in his favor, dude, because the hot daughter comes in for some TLC bangs, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and they do, like, their little typical teenage stuff. They're about to fuck. And they're talking about how parents suck or whatever. But just as, like, some action could happen, the counselor interrupts the male one, the dad. He says, I'm going to take Seth. We're going to go looking for Carlton. And we got to take this dog into the town. He makes the girl stay because he knows they were three seconds away from some butt penetration. Exactly. The counselor and Seth now, they're driving through... Yeah, they're driving through the woods in this shitty-ass van, dude. Like, through the woods. There's no road they're on or anything at this point. Yeah, they're off-roading the whole thing. What the hell? And Seth, he chooses this time to spill his beans and how his dad sucks. And he's always making him deal with his fear of being alone by uh, doing shit like this camping trip. Mm -hmm. I sure hope Panic's all right. I think Panic can pretty well take care of himself. You know, Tyler, I can't help but notice you seem pretty uncomfortable up here. Actually, you seem pretty afraid most of the time. I guess I am. Well, what happened to you? Well, my dad and I went camping when I was about eight. He got drunk and took off. So I was lost in the woods for a couple of days. Just held onto a tree. That's all I really remember. But it just keeps getting worse and worse, you know? I mean, I couldn't even go to school sometimes last year. It's pretty embarrassing to keep throwing up in the hallway. So your father thought uh, trial by fire might be the cure for you? Dad's not much into doctors. I want to get better, though. It's just, when I'm alone, I get scared. Cut to Carlton now. He's <laughs> he's sitting behind some rocks just shivering. He spent the whole night out there. Apparently, he didn't know. But, like, what did he expect, dude? Yeah. He, he gives this line. He says, well, don't look for me too hard. But, like, the way he says it, I wasn't sure if he meant that he was trying to still hide from them or if he wanted them to come find him or, or what. Yeah, it doesn't make sense because I don't think he quite knew how to act it either. Because he says that when they drive by, but like, how would they see him when he's hiding up in this fucking mountain anyway? Exactly. Yeah, he gets up though and just starts hoofing it again. Now we're at the vet's office with the dog's body. This scene rocks. So the vet is actively dissecting this fucking dead-ass dog in front of Seth and, and the dude counselor. 
It says the dog's been completely drained of blood. As soon as she gets her syringe to stick in anything, it starts sucking her syringe in every time, like something that's pulling it in. Right. Guess what? One gets stuck and she pulls out. It's a giant fucking tick, dude. And immediately mm-hmm. it takes off with the needle stuck in its back, too. Like another <laughs> one of them fucking awesome moments. They start locking the doors and throwing towels under the, the crack so it can't get out. As it's like knowingly hiding from them at this point. It's like hiding behind corners and waiting for them to walk by and then scurry around out of the corner of their eyes and shit. And then it, it chooses to lunge at Seth, like all the way across the fucking room. And <laughs> it latches to his cheeks, which the counselor's like pulling it off and finally gets it off. And the vet just stomps it with her shoe. And she says, When in doubt, squish. Yeah, uh, I had that written down. That's my favorite <laughs> line of the whole movie. It's, it's just like, what, what does that mean? What, you, what are you talking about? I guess she means like, I don't know, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, you squish bugs, but you always squish bugs. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Like... <laughs> maybe she ad-libbed it and thought it was sweet. Yeah, it was just one of those, like, I've got to say a cool one-liner here. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> i got to stand out in this movie. Uh-huh. Now she's dissecting the tick in front of him, dude, and she claims, this shit's covered in marijuana growth juice, dude. And she... <laughs> she... Yeah, marijuana growth steroids. Like, yeah. what is that? What, what what even is that? She even tells that she tastes it too. She tells the dad not to tell anybody why she knew exactly what it was or whatever. She's clearly a fucking stoner. This whole town must live off of it. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> what is it? Ixodes damini. Judging from the mandibles and the pseudo head, a wood tick. Ticks do not get this bit. It's a tick. Severely altered, but a tick all the same. What happened to it? Specimen has been covered with something. Possibly an herbal steroid. Steroid? It's illegal, but some of the farmers up here use it on their marijuana fields to accelerate growth. But that's between us, understand? And this tick has undergone a radical modification. From your description of the dog's behavior, this may have even strengthened the tick's neurotoxin. An anesthetic? Precisely. When the tick bites, it numbs you, so you don't feel it. And in some cases, it can produce a hallucinatory state. Your dog may have been hallucinating like he was on an LSD trip or something. What if there are more of these out there? Now Carlton, he's running through the woods. But now he's got like big bulge on his leg and he's freaking the fuck out. And he cuts his pants open to see this monster tick chewing on it, dude. And he grabs it, full palms it, dude, and painfully rips this motherfucker off. And it rips a whole chunk out of his leg and everything. His, his leg's fucked now. Yeah, but just like I said, he uh, he rips the body off, but the head was still attached. So as mm-hmm. he starts to pass out, we see the, the head burrow deeper into his leg. The effects are cool, man. They're really good. They're very good. Back at the camp, the lady counselor, she's trying to get everyone up to go fishing. Because nobody wants to do anything other than like hang out and suntan and shit. The Asian girl wants to go, though. So the counselor makes the hot daughter take her fishing. Down at the lake, the daughter is still bitching the whole way there. And I think the Asian lady finally kind of gets tired of hearing it all the time. So she's not a mute. She chooses to speak up finally. But, finally. but she also chooses this moment to kind of complain about her life too. But, yeah. yeah. Well, she, she, basically, her, she was traumatized because of rape. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. It's another gremlin Santa falls in the chimney fucking moment. Dude. Yeah, no kidding. But it's also funny, too, because now that she starts talking, she's, like, even bitchier than the daughter. <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh, my God, dude. She just, maybe this was her moment. She was like, fuck, I can out-bitch this girl. Yeah. She just acts like a huge asshole from here on out. So now we get, like, a little moment where it cuts back and forth between the those two and the hot, rich camper, LeBabe, and her boyfriend. They're hiking through the woods now. And again, man, like, unknowingly, eggs are left and right, and they're just, like, missing them all. Right. The fishing pair, they pull up to, like, a tiny, sad pond. And <laughs> apparently this is the fishing lake. I don't know. They're like, uh, I guess. Yeah. A- 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 at the exact same moment, the hot couple, they're running around an actual lake. Like, a large fucking lake. Uh-huh. So, I really don't understand what the... Anyway, it doesn't matter. So, our fishing crew, they snag something, dude, on the line right away. And it gets stuck. Mm-hmm. And, of course, they forgot the net. So, the Asian girl's awesome suggestion was like, hey, go out there, hot daughter. Like, just go fucking <laughs> grab it. <laughs> Yeah, I got our line stuck, but you should go out there yeah. into the water and, and get it unstuck for me. And she's supposed to be, like, the better fisher of the two. Like, that's her main character trait, is she's she's really good at fishing. But, like, it's <laughs> <laughs> just completely incompetent. Is just chewing her out the whole time. Dude, and under no circumstance would I fucking go wade out into this unfamiliar-ass tiny water supply. You know what I mean? Like, fuck no. It's stuck. Cut that cord. 
Yeah, like imagine how murky and gross. It like it's a still water pond. Like like there's probably yeah. leeches and shit in there. Oh my god, I didn't even think about the leeches. Fuck, dude, that's the water tick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, as soon as she gets up to it, like the water starts bubbling as if air is coming up, and uh, mentions, "Hey, this is a big one," <laughs> <laughs> and she pulls it up, and it's a fucking body. Like it's the cop from earlier, and she screams and stumbles out. And as they stumble away, they fall into a bush. Guess fucking what? There's a cop car under the bush, dude. So they run off, man. Cut back to the hot couple. Hot blonde, she stumbles into Clint's shed. She's, mm-hmm. like, playfully running from her boyfriend. And, of course, she walks into the worst place. <laughs> Music tenses now as she's slowly walking through the weed farm. And, oh, shit, dude. Walls of eggs fucking everywhere now. And she's all over it, dude. Her dumbass puts her face right up next to the egg to, like, yeah. look inside of it. But it's actually, like, a badass shot because you get to see the shot of her zooming into it, kind of like aliens where the, the alien's mouth is next to her. And then you get to see from inside the egg where the yeah. legs are kind of moving, but you see her face. Oh, it's so good. It's sick, man. Incredible. Immediately, Clint comes bombing up and he's screaming for help, dude. And his face is all bubbly and he's like, I'm infested! He's such a good character and everything. And he falls right on top of her and immediately his face like explodes and it sends the tick down onto her neck. And she gets up and just runs out of the thing with the tick on her neck as he dies on the floor alone. Yeah, the whole time he's got this pistol in his hand, he's like, "Kill me, shoot me!" <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, he tries to shoot himself in the head, but he dies from the pain or something before he can. Help me, please! I can't see you. Help me! You take the gun. Carlton now, he's having fever dreams in the woods, dude. He's imagining he's in the streets of the city still, but the rednecks from the woods are there? Sure enough, dude, in real life, the rednecks are there and they're holding him down. They're accusing him from st- of stealing their weed. And they start punching him, dude, and they're holding a shotgun to his face. They yell a bunch of 90s gay slurs at him and shit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they welcome to the 90s, man. But since he's such a bad boy city kid, Carlton pulls out a knife and he stabs the dude in the leg, the, the other redneck, the ugly one. And which takes off into a chase scene now. Carlton, though, he accidentally trips over, like, an alarm trip wire as the rednecks jump on him with a fucking knife. And they kind of fight it out for a minute, dude, but Carlton rocks the shit out of the ugly redneck and the fucking... The the boss redneck, dude, just fucking boys in the hood Carlton in the back, dude, shotgun the shit out of him as he tries to run away. Fucking blast him, dude. But he also misses a little bit, too, because he hits a propane tank and it ignites the woods on fire now. Yeah, yeah, there was a bit of foreshadowing earlier when they were lighting the fire that the counselor was saying that this is a, a highly flammable area because the it's a dry wood. And so the, the whole forest <laughs> is just on fire from this point forward. Yeah, when they hit the tank and it fucking explodes now. And they all <laughs> run away. Carlton limps. He's lying on the ground dying. He, he gets the bright idea like, you know what will fucking save me, dude? I'm going to eat all of those steroids at once. <laughs> 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 like it's a super cure, bro. Oh man, the, the 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 thought of steroids back in the day is also ridiculous, just as it is any other drug, man. Oh yeah, for sure. So now the hot boyfriend, he's carrying the girlfriend back to camp through the big egg-infested woods and shit. And at this point, she's hallucinating, dude. She's hallucinating him as Clint with like the egg face and everything. And I forgot to mention earlier, the vet, when she was dissecting it and talking about the weed chemicals, she said that the chemicals, like, will make you trip balls, like, from the tick's bite or whatever. So now we're under this understanding, like, this chick's tripping the fuck out. Carlton, during his fever dream, he was also tripping from this weed juice or whatever. Luckily enough, dude, Seth and the dude counselor roll up in the van, like, as they're walking by to pick him up. At this point, dude, the whole fucking woods is on fire, like, catching on fire. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And we get these sick shots of, like, waves of puppet ticks just scurrying away from the flames, dude. 
It's another thing that reminds me of Critters. They always do these action shots with Critters where they just roll a bunch of Critters at the camera kind of thing. That's awesome. You see all these prosthetics and stuff just all going around all at the same time. So it just makes you think about how just that one small shot probably took so much coordination and planning and stuff like that. Oh, definitely. You could tell because they filmed a bunch of them. They just keep reusing them all the time after they suit. Back at the camp, the crew, they were waiting the van's return. But ticks are crawling all over outside at this point, dude. It's like a similar setting to the end of Arachnophobia, if you've ever seen that, where they're kind of like taking over the outside of the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The van crew, they finally roll in. The lady and the man counselor, they exchange their weird stories of like, our days were fucking weird. And yours was weird too, blah, blah, blah. But the kids, they're screaming now because they notice the fires outside. They're like, oh my God. And the waves of ticks like coming from the fires towards them. And of course, dude, the rednecks show up too. They're knocking on the door. They're covered in ticks and shit. They're banging like, let us in, let us in. <laughs> and the idiot fucking dude counselor lets them in. And they're like pulling ticks off of them, smashing them on the floor and everything. You can start hearing all the little ticks crawling all over the walls now and shit. They come up with the bright idea, like, we got to take the van into town. The girl, she's still tripping balls on the couch, dude, because she was, she was bit too. Or the daughter now, right? She was, she's tripping. Right. And the redneck leader, he offers to send his crony out to get the, to get the van from the ticks, which he's like, fuck you, dude. (laughs) He keeps threatening with the shotgun. He says, no, yes, sir, is what you meant to say. People have just saved our lives. For that, we're eternally grateful. But there is bugs everywhere. The fire has got them agitated. Every <laughs> goddamn way. Taking the van into town, you can ride with us. Oh, you've just read my mind. Excuse me, uh, Jerry needs some medical attention. I'll get the first aid kit. Uh, what, what, what seems to be the problem over here? She was bitten by one of those bugs. Yeah, they bite like a son of a bitch. We gotta get going, Charles. Yeah, I'm just worried about how we're gonna get out to the van. Just send one of the kids. We're not sending one of the kids. Why don't you go, Jerry? Bring the van around for all of us. <laughs> like hell. Sir. No, sir, I ain't going. But before anything can happen, Carlton starts knocking on the door too, dude. And they let him in. And this dude, he's all fucked up. He's so fucked up at this point. He's like bloody and everything. And immediately he starts seizing on the floor. While they're like helping him like stay still, they notice that he ate all the steroids. (laughs) (laughs) The one guy's like, my blues. Yeah. Seth shows everybody that burning ticks is the way to go at this point. He puts a lighter up and pops the one that's on Carlton like a balloon. And everyone's comforting Carlton at this point. He's so fucked up, dude. He's dying. They're holding him. He's just choking on his blood and shit. But in his dying breaths, he he points out that the rednecks are the ones that fucked him up. He points at him and he dies. He was like, I just wanted to go camping. (laughs) (laughs) The rednecks, dude, they're fucking nervous now. They try sleezing their way out of the cabin and shit. But everyone's like, fuck you guys. So the rednecks turn at this point. They start threatening everybody with guns. They want the keys to the van. They even shoot the dude counselor in the leg. Like, what a bunch of fucking dicks. They even punch the hot daughter. Like, what the hell? (laughs) Just the biggest douchebags. They size up the uh, hot boyfriend guy because he's Hispanic. They're thinking, like, how to use it. It's crazy. The leader claims if he doesn't get the keys, he's going to start feeding them to the ticks one by one until they're satisfied. Outside in the woods, we're fully engulfed in flames now, dude. It's like straight up Dante's Peak. Everything's on fire. The rednecks, they get the keys, but the leader still wants the crony dude to lead the way. He's like, you got to go out there and get the van. So he's out, <laughs> this part's fucking awesome. So he's out there leading the way with like torch, like a straight up stick on fire. And he's like using his patented whip to whip like all the, t- <laughs> the ticks left and right. <laughs> he's like, hey, I think this dude showed up and he was like, hey, I had this whip at home. Can I just like somehow use this with my character? And they're like, sure. Oh my, dude. God. Oh my God. Yeah. For like these lower budget. Movies, really <laughs> yeah. Just, they just ad libbed a bunch of stuff. But it's kind of cool. Like he's literally whipping tick by tick. So that's fucking sweet. That's sick. 
and he reaches the van he makes it safe but dude slasher style as he's sitting there and as he's starting the van up a fucking tick gets him from behind on the back of his neck <laughs> yeah at this point he he mentions earlier that he was they bite like little bastards or whatever because uh he was bitten a million times on his way in and now he's bit one last time he ods on this tick drug he starts seeing the fucking dead cop that they killed that was in that little pond he starts aiming his gun at him the cop is calling him a murderer and stuff and he's just going like (laughs) (laughs) yeah dude he trips so hard he just decides to slam the gas pedal to smash into the cop but he ends up smashing through the leader of redneck guy and into the house and shit somehow the leader survives fucking anime style just crawls out of the rubble and he's like I'm here as the ticks just start raining into the house. Like, the prosthetics are just pushing them off the top of the roof of the house now. Redneck yells, it's an invasion! The leader, he's shooting all over the place, dude. The redneck leader. He's making shit way worse. He's, like, shooting more holes into it. The camp crew, they're trying to, like, pry the doors open the whole time. They're like, fuck this, dude. Like, we just want out of here. The leader said, he's like, I'm gonna start sacrificing someone to them to, like, take their attention away. And he grabs the hot daughter. Or she, like, runs at him. It's weird. But either way, he has her now. Seth and the hot boyfriend, they charge the dude, though, and they just stab him, <laughs> like, right off the bat, which is how you fucking should, like, every every horror movie ever, we're like, just kill him. Yeah, just dogpile on him. Like, sure, yeah. he might shoot one of you, but... Exactly. But guess fucking what, dude, as this is happening, as they're holding him down, Carlton's body starts, like, hemorrhaging and flopping all over the fucking place behind him, dude. Yeah, just like his dog. But it's, like, way more dramatic, though. He's sliding all over the floors and stuff, like, fucking Freddy's <laughs> pulling him all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> He starts being dragged all over the crew. They're like, fuck this. And they, they run upstairs and they lead the they leave the redneck leader on the floor. Just be like, ah. Now, fucking Carlton's legs, they start breaking open, dude. And they're revealing like giant tick legs in each one. Oh, that's so cool. It's fucking badass, dude. And the leader, again, he's stuck on the floor, like witnessing this whole transformation. As lights are flickering and everything, you know, like as he's, tra- it's so badass, dude. The crew upstairs, they're trying to break the window out so they can put their, like, sheets into a rope down to the van. And now the lights are flickering in darkness, dude. And, again, we get the full transformation, dude, as Carlton's head splits open. There's, like, this giant tick head. And the the leader starts screaming. And the whole body just splays open, dude. And guess fucking what? We got a mega steroid tick, dude. It's here, man. One massive one. And immediately, as soon as we're introduced to it, it just fucking charges the redneck leader and, you know, kills him. Uh, this is all prosthetic models and shit, too. There's no CGI. It's just the best. So good. Seth, he's upstairs now. He offers to be the hero. This is kind of his turning point. He's trying to be cool. He rides a tire swing out to the van, which, of course, the rope breaks, like, on his way down. I think we need to get down to the van. Yeah. That's suicide, man! I think there's a way. What is she gonna do? Watch! Good work, Kelly! Good idea. Charles, who do we send? I'm there, man. No, no. Stay here with Dee Dee, I'll go. What, are you nuts? No, man, look, my panic disorder's acting up. I gotta get out of this room, okay? Are you gonna be okay, Tyler? Yeah, we'll all be okay. Just let me get out of here. Are you sure you know what you're doing? Sure, man. I mean, if I can manage to swing out far enough and then defy the laws of gravity and meet the van on the backswing? I'll need a torch. Push me off high, Rome. Here you go, man. Go! Go, go, go! Tick waves start flying at him, dude, and the hot daughter yells to grab the broom as a weapon, which Seth, like, smart genius, fucking lights the thing on fire and starts using it to pop the ticks all around him. That's like his big AoE attack, dude. He reaches the van, he pops all the ticks who are eating the redneck guy inside, and Seth pulls the van right under the crew's window, so just in time, dude, because the mega tick, he starts busting through the door to the bedroom that they're hiding in. The kids are going down the rope one by one as the tick slowly starts crawling its way in and the hot boyfriend's the last one out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he gets grabbed and sucked back in, dude, like through the window by the tick too. Yeah, it's got him by the legs super hard and he's just screaming. <laughs> of course, man. And here comes hero Seth to save the day, dude. He gets thrown his trusty flame broom as he climbs up and he shoves the broom into the tick's face. 
Mm-hmm. And again, like all their other ticks, man, it sticks in there. Like it grabs it with its mouth or whatever, and, and it walks away with a flaming broom, which then fucking explodes the fucking tick for some reason. <laughs> <Yeah. other. laughs> <laughs> the steroids are really flammable, I guess. It just causes yeah. it to blow up. It blows up just like the propane tank. Like flames shoot out the open window and all that crap. Just in time as our crew's driving away, looking all cool with the flames in the background, dude. The big flames from the Megatick, though, it also ignites, like, the propane tank, I guess that would be. It looked like a septic tank, but whatever. And it, yeah, (laughs) which blows up everything, the remaining fucking area. Like, everything's good. Apparently, all the ticks are burned and exploded and shit. Whatever, Mm -hmm. world saved. Now it's daytime in the city. We get overhead shots of various areas around, stopping and slowly panning into this junkyard. And the camera slowly zooms down underneath a car in the junkyard. And wouldn't you know it, dude, a tick egg drops down. And bom, bom, bom. Sequel? Oh, uh, to be continued. <laughs> no. No sequel. Absolutely not. But that's the end, man. Ticks in the books. Before we get into the reviews or whatever, really, I was going to say, like, this this movie still rocks to me, dude. Like, uh, um... Even if you hated it before, you completely maybe break my heart like you did at rats or whatever. But <laughs> I, I threw this on. I, this is my running theme now for the show is it's like right when I wake up, I pour some cereal or make some breakfast and I just watch whatever movie we're watching, you know, with my lights off in my room. Uh-huh. And I was like super drunk off nostalgia from this fucking movie, dude. When it ended, I was like, hell yeah. I, w- I was almost wishing <laughs> we could have recorded right away because it was just like in my mind, you know. Plus, the ticks are just so fucking funny, dude. Like, they're just... I like little puppet flicks. Like I said, the creature features, man. The hobgoblins, the gremlins, the ghoulies, all that shit. I just... That's... I adore it. One thing I'll say, though, dude, for all the marijuana talk in this movie, does anyone even get high other than the one dude, like, uh, Clint? Like, literally, like, the worst dude in the movie gets high, and that's it. I don't... Like, we never see anybody actually smoke it. Yeah. Cigarette or anything like that. Like, the the closest we get is just the, the ticks, like, like you said, putting the, uh, the anesthesia in them and then they start hallucinating. But like, marijuana yeah. is a hallucinogenic, so I don't know. <laughs> My uh, innocent brain was like, marijuana's not bad. That must be like the mixture of the growth chemical making them hallucinate or something. But in reality, that's just how the they, in the 90s they portrayed weed. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, even nowadays, every drug is pretty much portrayed the same. That just like the the depiction of drugs is is always bad, and like how they just uh, do all these things that they don't actually do, or how they just ruin your life and shit like that. Like it's all just propaganda bullshit. I learned what the uh, most basic generalization of what each drug does to you from this PlayStation Two video game called Narc, and. <laughs> You were, yeah, you were a narc- narcotics cop, but you also had to take the drugs to, like, be super-powered or something at moments. And right. I remember, like, taking, like, okay, what does ecstasy do to my character? And be like, wow! And then, <laughs> you know, and they, but they were all different. They weren't like the movies where they're always kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know what those drugs are, but in my mind, that is that is what you feel like, because I've never taken all of them. <laughs> Before I ask your rating, Greg, I want to know, would you rather fight a hundred of the small but obviously bigger ticks in this movie at once, or one mega tick? Oh, one mega tick. <laughs> that, you could kill the one mega tick with just one flaming broom. Like, you'd, yeah. you'd be surrounded by the little hundred ones. But when he blows up, he bursts into a, a giant napalm flame thing, though. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm fighting him outside or something, or I have a window. That's true. You gotta lure him out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. If there was a hundred of them, you might kill 99 and that one could just be fucking hanging out in your pillow or something. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hate ticks, man. Well, Greg, how many Seth Green panic attacks out of five would you give this one, dude? Uh, honestly, uh, like you said, uh, the special effects in this movie, despite being a, a pretty small movie, it's a really short movie too, short and sweet. They're, they're, they're freaking great. The plot is just kind of an excuse for things to happen. It's it's genuinely pretty stupid, but I'd give this movie a five out of five. Hell yeah, dude! I hope you're not just pandering because I was legit holding this movie for like two months. I love this movie, man. It's fun. It's it's a it's a fun yeah. little flick. It's a stoner flick disguised as just a regular movie and you don't even realize it's a stoner flick like it could have been any fucking chemical to be honest it really mm-hmm. didn't have to i'm assuming the people that made this were just they were stoners and they're like yeah let's just do that but uh no it's fucking fun as shit dude i i loved it like i said i hadn't seen it in years and even though i owned it i still hadn't watched it in years and when i watched it again i was drunk on the nostalgia of it it's so stupid fun 
And I, I'm a fan of the, the short run too, dude. An hour and 20, every time. Shorter even. I don't even care. Give me to the point. I'm good. Exactly. Yeah, same. I had a couple trivia. The trivia is really short on this movie, dude. Obviously, mm-hmm. like, who knows of this shit. But the hot babe, the blonde babe, her name is Amy Dolenz. And her dad, Mickey Dolenz, actually voiced Arthur in the TV show The Tick. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Fucking the world's mysteries, man. That's so cool, though. What a very odd coincidence. What an amazing show, though, dude. I In researching this movie, looking for trivia, that obviously came up a lot on Google, just the image of it. And I was like, fuck, man, I'm going to pick three episodes of that one day because that show is so good. This movie was obviously didn't take much to make. Well, at least as far as acting-wise or whatever. They did the whole thing in five weeks. Wow. Yeah, which is fucking insane, right? And this movie was originally released in the U.S. under the title Infested. Yeah, it completely bombed, and they later changed it. Right, exactly. They later changed it to the international name, which is the name of it everywhere else as Ticks. Right. When they brought it to TV and video and shit. Because of that, and because of its awesome cover, it became a, a little cult classic throughout the 90s. Just like Troll 2, but obviously not to that degree. But right. it's still around on Amazon Digital Media. You know what I mean? Like, there must be somebody out there buying it, just like me. And to those people, fucking salute, dude. Because this shit rocks, and... I have pl- plenty of movies just like this in, in my brain, man. Hell yeah. Can't wait yeah. to see it. Yeah, man. Well, did you have anything else to say about this movie, Greg? Uh, not about this movie. I said at the beginning that I had one other tick-related story, and uh, I don't know how relevant it will be. It's kind of a weird one. I just remember one time I was going to go get my eyes checked. Cause I'm a big nerd. I have to wear glasses. So routinely, when I was younger, I would go and get my eyes checked to see if I needed new glasses or whatever. And I remember having this conversation with the eye doctor guy. Keep in mind, I was like maybe like 11, like no older than like 14 at the most at this point. <laughs> and he, he starts talking to me about like any illnesses or like any problems I've had. And I, I told him once that I had like, oh, I had like a tick on my neck once. And he was like, oh, yeah, those things can give you like Lyme's disease and like all this other stuff. <laughs> like my, my wife, like she had this problem, like something or other for like the longest time. And we went to doctors for like 10 years and we never found out what was wrong with her until we, we went to like this one guy. And he found out like, yeah, she'd contracted this disease from having like like a tick or something on her. And like, you just can't trust doctors these days, man. And I was just like, <laughs> it was just totally unprompted and just out of nowhere just because i just told him once that i had a tick on me that i took off he just went off into this huge tirade about like alternative medicine and all this other crap you triggered this guy dude he must have been he must be bothered by this so badly but it's an eye doctor telling you not to trust doctors though yeah the whole (laughs) The whole thing was incredibly surreal. And like I said, I was just a kid at the time. So I was just like, yeah, dude, like, I'll (laughs) I'll check that stuff out. Thanks, bro. Yeah, I remember the Lyme disease being a huge fucking deal in the 90s, too. Just like quicksand and stuff. I'm not entirely sure how many people died of Lyme disease. I've never witnessed one. But whatever, dude. Well, man, do you have anything else to say about ticks? Uh, Short, fun, pretty cool movie don't expect much out of the acting or the plot but the the special effects are super cool also stick to 1993 if you want good movies i'm telling you man i'm best year in movies early 90s (laughs) damn right well everybody this has been another episode of dicks talk flicks thanks for tuning in and until next time this is from billy and greg see ya check your skin if you go outside (laughs) make sure you clean yourself thoroughly they like the buttholes (laughs) all right bye it's like, it's like, it's like blowing something sticky. Word to pre cum dicks. I'm with my team in this bitch and we all getting lit. I mean, the weed hella loud like a teenage chick. And we've been smoking for a minute. Yeah, we blowing on the ganja. Now I'm huffing and puffing. I'm choking on the bong. And the dope I'm on is bomb. I'm smoking that Viacom. Getting real high. Watching funny videos of Bill Nye. Tell me that this jam isn't still fly. Hey, yo, check this out. <laughs> Oh my god, I forgot all about this shit, this shit is fucking crazy. Science rules.
Holy shit. Wow. I'm like uncomfortably high. Now I'm getting hungry, then the motherfucker put some chicken nuggets in the oven. And for hundred where I put that honey mustard looking all around the cupboard for that motherfucker. Until I discover the custard I covered with butter from last week. How long do them things keep? Guess I better ask Jeeves. Go get my computer, but I'm staring at the damn screen. Damn, D, you forgetting what your task be. The puff, puff, pass, got your gas. Now your man is fucked. And I was trying to get a little buzz, so I took a little puff, but I think I'm way too high. And I ain't want to come off like a bitch, so I took another hit, but I think my brain's too fried. And yeah, I'm fucking faded, but I hate it. I'm praying that I make it, afraid I'm going to die. I'm too blazed, it's too late to save Diggy from this fucking place, cause he's too now I'm freaking out up in this bitch Can't control it and my homies pass around another spliff So I bolted to the BR Here's the situation Jack We got two suspects holding one hostage We've been talking to them for about 16 hours now And at this point they're only demanding food I was just about to bring the food up there when you pulled up So I got your phone. 